Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Okay, so today we're going to talk about an issue that is a huge deal right now, but is always an issue in childcare what to have your staff do when they can't be in a classroom. So, right now, There's this COVID-19 stuff going on, and so centers are having to furlough staff, they're having to lay off staff, or they have staff who, for health reasons, don't feel like they can come into the program. But, you know, what are, you know, there are other times that this is appropriate. What are some of those, Kate? So I can see if somebody breaks something, so um, within reason, obviously. So if somebody broke an ankle or they're on crutches, maybe they're they're very pregnant and they are going to be delivering soon and maybe they didn't save their PTO or they want to save it until they absolutely need it. Uh, We also have folks who have sick children and have to be at home. So they're healthy, their children are sick. um, And so they're trying to figure out, you know, how they can still pay their bills. So those are a couple of the ideas that I have. And I think that it'd be great for us to explore two things, how to support staff who can physically come in the building and are okay with coming into the building, um, but maybe not in a classroom. So, you know, if you've broken your ankle and you're on a scooter, right, we have those folks. But then we've also got the folks who might be at home who have to be at home for certain reasons. They have sick children, sick parents, sick husband, sick sick pets. Um, I mean, all of these are viable reasons for people to want to be at home and they may not have prepared for it. So this is kind of an all of the sudden. Uh, My my biggest concern, um, like I talked um, about in in past workshops is uh, paying attention to your budget versus your heart. So Carrie is always going to try to figure out how to support people. And I'm going to come back and look at it from the bottom line is, can I afford to support you and cover your classroom? Yeah. I mean, I, I always try to figure that out too, because I have made bad choices in the past where I sacrificed our business's health because I, as somebody who has a lot of integrator tendencies, really, really want everybody to be happy and to have what they need. So I have made those choices in the past. I'm much better now. But, you know, everybody's go-to thing when they're faced with something like this is, oh, let's have the staff go get training because they have to get their annual training hours anyway. So let's just have them do training. What is your thought about that being the default? Well, it's a good default because childcare centers should already have that in their budget. And if that's in your budget and you're not spending money you hadn't already allocated for them to go get training, I think it is uh, one of the easiest uh, ways to make use of staff who have some downtime. I think there's an awful lot of really productive things you could do because again you know if it, if they have to be out for a whole week and they expect their 40 hours and you only need them to get 20 to 30 hours there's still or 10 even hours. maybe maybe they only need eight hours california has almost no um continuing education requirements so you know different places have different requirements yeah that's a whole different conversation <laughs> But, but yeah, so, even so, even in California, I think the directors want their staff to be continuing to learn, even if the state doesn't require it. <laughs> but but it comes back to, like I said, it, for me, it comes back to what you already have budgeted. Um, and I know that you and I differ on this a little bit. So I think that, you know, thinking about special events or other ways that they could bring revenue or people into your program. So social media, newsletters, those are things they can do from home. So if yep. you have... They somebody can, who's at home. 
If they can write blog posts that you can add to your website and then, you know, those can be something that you can send emails out to the parents. Oh, did you see our new blog post? And if they write 12 of them, you have one for every month. So that would be a useful thing to do. If they're, if the person who can't come into work is the person who's always, you know, putting people together for social activities, I would say try to find the money to have them plan an event for either your existing community or the broad community so that you're bringing in potential clients or you're enhancing the loyalty of your existing clients. Because I've had a number of those people over the years and when they plan the get-togethers, they are so much more exciting than me going, how about we have a parents' night out? But yeah, I mean, the, the more they can plan even farther out, uh, it doesn't have to be something that's going to be happening, hopefully, in the next six weeks. Uh, we also have talked about in our delegating podcast, we talked a little bit about how we can delegate little things around the program. But we were talking about just strictly delegating. If you go back and listen to that podcast, I think you'll get a lot of ideas of ways you can delegate to people who can't physically be in a classroom because they've broken a leg. Um, maybe they're very, very pregnant and really shouldn't be playing with toddlers. So there are things they can still do in the building and help you out. Yeah. And some things you can do that are, in a way, they're actually cost savings. You know, yes, they have to spend some time doing it, but usually you can't spend the time doing it because they're in a classroom, which is like making file folder games or doing long-term lesson planning, those kinds of things where they're preparing the program going forward so that you don't have to buy all of the reading writing, math, science activities, you actually have some prepared by your staff during this time. So you're not paying uh, retail that prices would be awesome. for so them. Like, I'm thinking about even, you know, my absolute hate to, to bargain shop. Um, this might be a great opportunity to have a staff person <laughs> go um, really kind of research and do some consumer shopping for you. Um, what a great way to save money. So you may not have it in your budget to pay for them, but man, if they turn around and saved me, you know, a couple hundred a month on uh, janitorial supplies or all the other <laughs> things we have to buy for a program. I, I'm, I'm a simple person. I would like to place my order for everything, cleaning supplies and cheese, all from the same vendor if I could. And so if there is a way that they help me save money, uh, maybe even find out order minimums, um, you know, what a great what a great opportunity to get to know my, my neighboring programs. There might be some companies out there that would give a, a sizable discount if somebody asked for three programs to buy all their construction paper at one time from one vendor. Hey, I mean, what a great idea and what a great opportunity for a staff person either in your space or who's homebound due to personal or family related issues. I mean, that could be really a great thing. Yeah. I mean, neither you or I want to spend any time at Dollar Tree or in the bargain bin at Target, but we all know that there are staff that if you said, okay, I need all of the consumables for the next month and this is what your budget is go shopping and they couldn't be at the center because they had yeah they, they broke their ankle and they're on one of those little scooters and we know that children can't leave those alone then cool they can go buy all those supplies and I've taken what my supply budget for that time was and I subtracted out eight hours of paying them and I gave them that as their budget boom oh, no I kidding, have just no made kidding. everybody happy. Me happy and you know what I'm what I'm like when it comes to paying you. So one of the things that I also was sitting here thinking about is <laughs> and it flew right out the window. <laughs> oh. 
Okay, so um, one of the things that this brings up for me is I had a staff person who, it was during the summer, so everybody had paid their tuition, but we were light on numbers because, you know, kids were on vacation. And so I sent, I was like, I'd like you to go home for the day. And she was like, Miss, I can't. I can't. I can't take a lower paycheck. So it wasn't going to affect my bottom line significantly. I just wanted her out of the building because when people are not busy in a child care center, they have a tendency to gossip and create trouble that I don't need. (laughs) So I was basically getting her out of the building just to bring down the gossip level. You know, it's, it's just the nature of things. And so she said, you know, I really can't take the hours hit. So I had her do all of the deep cleaning that frequently I did. And if I didn't do it, I had um, the cleaning, uh, the person who did the cleaning do it and they didn't like it. But that way I was freed up from thinking about it. So I could do stuff that brought money into the program. She was getting paid and she wasn't whining (laughs) and she wasn't gossiping and she got what she needed. I got what I needed and it wasn't a hit to the budget. I think the more of those that we can brainstorm and come up with the better, because I think that that's really helpful. Um, not just in times when we have staff. So hopefully I kind of joke about this before, right? Find your piece of paper and make a list of all of the ideas that come through podcasts. Um, this might be one, this might be an opportunity for you to start adding things that you've not had in your program before scholastic book fairs, box top programs, um, reading initiatives, like the ones that are done with six flags or pizza hut. I mean, find them. We know they're out there. Oh, well, okay, uh, social no, media marketing, <laughs> social media marketing. A lot of programs don't have that going on in their program and they should. And it's just because the director doesn't have time to do it. But when you've got a staff person who is out for six hours, they can do an awful lot of social media programming. (laughs) So the other thing I really wanted to talk about is something in the center because I hate doing it. And so any way I can get other people to do it, I am all about, which is if they're healthy enough to be in the center, just not healthy enough to be in a classroom, uh, please let them do your file checks, please, because file checks are the devil, according to me. I know not everybody agrees with that, but that is my take on it. Well, you and I both what do you know think about that, that we have Kate? different opinions of files and file checks. And so um, this is that whole building your team. So finding people who like those kind of things works out really, really well. But that goes with everything. That goes with the social media marketing. That goes with parent communication. That goes with getting around to sending the follow-up letters and follow-up emails if you don't use a system that does it automatically. So there are some pieces of software software that will automatically, um, and some people who've set up even uh, something as simple as MailChimp to automatically send out uh, reminders when families have come and checked out your program. And so the number of child care centers that I've worked with in the last 18 years that don't have a system in place for that, they don't call people, they don't send an email, they don't follow up. So if you haven't closed them before they've left the building, you just don't ever think about them again. So this would be a great time to even put those systems into place, those emails get written, uh, follow up with those people, develop a a database of of names. And, And you can have written the email. You can have what is essentially a template and then all they have to do is add in, you know, dear Susan, as opposed to dear blank. It was so nice to meet with you and then have a blank space that says, and your daughter, Marissa, 
But if they didn't bring Marissa, then you just delete that. You know, you can have a template um, and say, you know, we talked about X. I've attached an article about it. Thank you so much. Because every time you do a tour, they will ask about something and you can get an article and send it to them. But yes, that can, if you don't have those systems, having somebody on your staff who's out, who maybe is a good writer, maybe this is the time to get those systems created. Well, I don't have any other thoughts off the top of my head about things to have the staff do when they're not at the center. We've got the default of training. We've got planning or building materials for the center. We've got inventory or file checks, writing newsletters. Oh, oh wait, wait. I thought of my thing uh, that I lost sort before. Of... Okay. So <laughs> one of the things that I talk a lot about when people <laughs> are developing summer curriculum and how to get your staff excited, especially if you have toddler teachers and, and why they they may want that break for working with um, school-age children during the summer. Uh, one of the things that I really hope that all of you have done, if not, here's a great opportunity, is to do a an inventory of what your staff like to do. So again, if you have done this and the person who needs time and needs to fill up some time is one of those people who like numbers or like bookkeeping or might be in school to go back, uh, they might be taking some business classes, uh, they could possibly help you with some. There may be certain aspects you don't want them to help you with related to bookkeeping. There may also be a person on staff who really loves to garden and flowers and all of that. Maybe they could help you with your curbside appeal and they're out there planting gardens and taking care of your external space. So go look at what people like to do. What are some of their talents? And here's an opportunity for you to use those. Yes. Yeah, so skills skills, and skills inventory. inventory. Yes. Yeah. I agree. That would be great. So I hope that this has been helpful to you guys, um, whether you're listening to this during the COVID-19 craziness or you're listening to it afterwards. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.